You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Uh, it's it's never slow in the NFL, Matt, as we head toward week nine. I wanted to get to, as we do every week, some listener questions. I don't know how much time we're going to have for that. Maybe we can push some back to tomorrow because there's so much to talk about. And uh, the news just continues to grow now. We had the trade deadline yesterday. Most of the big moves happened pre-deadline, so we've talked about a lot of those. Then just a tragic story playing out in Las Vegas surrounding Henry Ruggs uh, and, a, and a death from his DUI. We now have more details that are just breaking the last 10 minutes or so from that story. Aaron Rodgers with COVID, not vaccinated apparently. Everyone thought he was. He's not playing Sunday. Uh, even the next week is in doubt because he's got to be um, quarantined for 10 days when you're not vaccinated. And so that puts him back at maybe Friday of next week um, before that Seattle Seahawks game for the Packers. Um, we have our AFC power rankings trying to make sense of the AFC. I mean, this is nuts. There's so much going on right now, and I guess we just got to dive into this stuff. Yeah, let, let's do that. I, I remember, like, Tuesday, we're going to you know, finish up the games, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of trade deadline stuff, and there really wasn't. And so I was like, hmm, maybe we'll do these AFC power ranks for Wednesday. I'm not sure where else we have to talk about. Well, the NFC or the NFL never disappoints, and gives us plenty but unfortunately a lot of it's bad news uh, bad news i don't like these news stories i don't like that we have to cover these things but these are some massive stories right now by the way at bd peacock at williamson nfl is where you can find matt and myself and just say hi if you would like to or submit a question for the show or submit a question for off of the show and we'll just chat about it on twitter and we'll see if we do have time to get to some of those today but the latest now with Henry Ruggs and I'm sure most people listening to this story have heard the the reports about Henry Ruggs getting in an accident in Las Vegas in the wee hours of the morning on what would that be a Monday night I guess and and into Tuesday morning there was a death involved in this accident he was charged with DUI which is a felony DUI and now we're starting to learn some details of why he's being charged with felony DUI, uh, DUI that uh, that uh, I can't remember what the wording is. DUI that Results is death a cause of that. of death yeah. or that you know uh, resulting in death. That's what it is. DUI resulting in death. It's a category B felony in the state of Nevada that can carry a sentence from two to twenty years. And by the by the end of the day, yesterday, the Las Vegas Raiders had already released Henry Ruggs. So that was quick, and I think we're starting to see some details that the Raiders probably already knew, and now we're understanding why the Raiders didn't even want to let this whole thing play out. One, there was a death involved, which is the most important and the most tragic of all with this entire story. But just seeing now this one from uh, Hector Mejia, who is uh, a news reporter for 8 News Now in Las Vegas. Henry Ruggs, accused of traveling 156 miles per hour in his Corvette, Investigators say it's the highest speed he's heard of on that roadway. Rainbow is the name of the roadway, apparently, that that he was traveling on. Prosecutors are saying that the blood was drawn within two hours. Blood alcohol level for Henry Ruggs was 0.161. 0.08 is the legal limit. So more than twice the legal limit. And he was on top of it 
illegally in possession of a firearm. So it just continues to get worse for Henry Ruggs. And at this point, you wonder if he's going to have an NFL career. Uh, and uh, just I can't believe how much bad can happen in such a short amount of time with some bad choices that piled up for Henry Ruggs. And it ended, most importantly and most tragically, with a death. Yeah, obviously it's awful. It's tragic, um, especially for the victim, you know, without question. Um, I think that goes without saying. But, you know, Ruggs is the person here that we're familiar with, and he's a very young man who did a very stupid thing, and it's in this drop of a hat, it changes his life dramatically. And kind of like you mentioned, as soon as the Raiders released him, which happened very quickly after the news broke, you knew it wasn't going to be good. And now these details come out, and it's worse than I thought. Um, Unfortunately, not to sound cold, but, you know, I'm kind of here to talk about football. And, you know, Ruggs kind of NFL career has sort of been, boy, you should have taken Judy, you should have taken Lamb. And that's probably true. But I thought he took a big step forward in his second season this year and became pretty much what the Raiders drafted him to do, to compliment Waller, compliment the run game, uh, more than just the Deshaun Jackson, Ted Ginn speed guy, but that's obviously his best trait. So uh, does Brian Edwards get, you know, a, a, a bump in usage? Probably. But I would bet that they will be, you know, looking for some kind of speed element. And unfortunately, the, the trade deadline passed yesterday. So it'll be have to be off the street. Yeah, this whole thing happened at the trade deadline. Probably not enough time for them to put their ducks in a row and figure out uh, that they needed to make a move if they wanted to make a move there. Um, Henry Ruggs' career in the short term is is done. He's obviously not on a roster currently now, and he's yeah. not going to be because this could take a while to play out. Then there will absolutely be a suspension looming with the league, and that's if he's not in prison. Uh, two to right, 20 right. years, and the, the story continues to get worse. Like I wouldn't be that surprised if the sentencing is closer to the 20 than the two at this point. I, I mean, he, a life was lost, and uh, it carelessly, and even if he tries to plea out, I, I just don't see Henry Ruggs having much of a, an NFL career, m maybe ever. Right, right. And without doubt. I mean, again, I'm not a lawyer, but I mean, this isn't like the Deshaun Watson situation where we'll see how it plays out. Maybe he's innocent. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I, I don't think this is, you know, libelous for me to say. I mean, it sure looks like he did it. And <laughs> yeah. it, it just depends on how they sentence him. You know, I mean, something's going to happen. That is going to affect his life, you know, way off the football field. And he has his own injuries. They were they were non life threatening injuries, but there was a photo of him, I think, at a, at a court hearing, and he's got a neck brace on himself. So I don't know how mm. badly he was actually hurt. There hasn't really been reports of that aside from the death in that car accident. But man, just looking at how smashed up the cars were, you knew it wasn't going to be good. And when I heard there was a death involved, and I saw how smashed up his car was, I thought, oh man, maybe it's Henry Ruggs. Um, but it turned out not to be. But, man, this is a bad situation. I'm sure he'll try to plea out because there's no way getting out of this. He's This looks bad for him. I don't know what that's going to end up being, but uh, just a that's sad good. story there that, um, that, that will now have to play out in the courts and with Henry Ruggs' lawyers trying to get the best deal for him. And, unfortunately, there's no good deal for the family that lost one of their loved ones. Um, we've got numerous other stories to get into here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is a new story. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Let, let's talk about this really quick with, with some wide receivers. We'll get to the Rodgers story next. Talk AFC. Hopefully get to some questions. But Deshaun Jackson, you mentioned 
Ruggs, talent-wise, in that same sentence with Deshaun Jackson, who is now a free agent, is being yeah. waived by the, the... Or he's not actually Wait, a free right. agent yet. He, still, he could be claimed on waivers. Do you think the Raiders would put a claim in on Deshaun Jackson? And that would seem to be a pretty good fit for a plug-and-play guy. I would think that they're still running terminology from Gruden's offense, which is related to McVay's offense. That shouldn't be that difficult for him to jump in and maybe you know give them that speed boost they need on offense for the Raiders as they're pushing for a playoff spot. They might, or at a minimum, they may have got they may have lucked out football wise. That I think Jackson will clear waivers because he's yeah you know, he's making a decent buck. I don't see a lot of teams putting you know a claim in for him. But, you know, I'm sure they'll be in touch with his agent already. Or And if he clears waivers, boom, come to Vegas. And remember, he played at Cal. He's from that area of the country. And maybe it is dire enough that they could grab him off waivers and just pay him. Because I would much rather have rugs on the field, but they do bring that same component. Another aspect of this thing that I didn't really think about with the Raiders and releasing rugs so quickly after all the Gruden stuff was just like the PR part of it. They, they, they don't want any part of anything like this, right? The Raiders, they're just like, I'm no nope, remember nope, a season weird like the releasing him had? now. It's crazy. What's going it's on? It's crazy. Yeah. How about this wide receiver situation? We talked about OBJ and his dad, and he's unhappy, and uh, he, he, I think he deleted something on social media. Odell Beckham Jr. himself deleted something that he wrote. I guess this thing with Baker isn't going to work out after all, or something like that around the deadline time. Uh, he did not get traded. He is now not practicing. Then Michael Thomas, as soon as the trade deadline ends, I don't think it's a coincidence, came out with a statement. And he had this really long statement to basically say his ankle's still not healthy and he's not going to play the rest of the year. But then he ended it by saying, um, I will continue to follow in God's path and can't wait to get back on the field in front of the best fans on the planet. So, like, that doesn't sound like a guy who's trying to avoid playing for the Saints, but it really feels like he's trying to avoid playing for the Saints because the timing of it with him announcing at the deadline after he's wanted to get traded, didn't want to be there, like, I don't know what's going on. I couldn't, the, the, the Browns and Saints maybe traded those guys for each other. I guess they don't want new <laughs> right. headaches when they've already got one headache. I mean, this is just, uh, this, those are two oddball situations for two star players that are not helping any football teams right now. Yeah, and I, I'm sure there's more to it than what's on the surface because this Thomas thing's been going on for a while now. I mean, if you recall, he ended up on IR to begin with because he didn't get treatment for months in the offseason. He reports back to camp and they're like, you didn't do anything with your ankle, dude. You know, I mean, that's like one of the biggest sins in team sports to, you know, ignore the health side of things, the, mm -hmm. the medical side of things. And so even before that, he seemed unhappy last year. I, I doubt that he's a saint ever again. I mean, it really puts them in a bind because they could have maybe went out and got somebody, maybe Odell, but uh, my hunch is nobody wanted Odell and they tried to trade him. He's also making a big buck. And I always hate uh, someone's wife, wife is involved or mom or dad is posting things yeah. like I, I, it just rubs me wrong. Like stay out of it, you know, in the, in the public view, but yeah, both and, these guys are headaches. You know, they're all invested and I'm sure they're texting friends and family, but sure. when you make it public and then it just starts to get, you know, pretty ugly and silly and, Anyway, so those are ongoing stories that will not end anytime soon. Deshaun Watson, not traded. So yay for us, Matt. We get to talk about Deshaun Watson now for another entire offseason. <laughs> right. Because uh, right. uh, he was not traded before the deadline to the Miami Dolphins. And it was uh, owner Stephen Ross that made that final call and said, yeah, this is, uh, this is something we can't do, which is what I thought was going to happen. And so 
cooler heads prevailed, I think, on the Sean Watson thing. So that will now have to play out. Let's talk Aaron Rodgers, his situation next. See if we can get to some. Uh, there's actually a couple of quarterback stories uh, talking about those Saints that are Michael Thomas less. Could they be adding a quarterback as well? Your questions, AFC Power Rankings coming up. There's a good chance if you're listening to this podcast, you are somebody who drives in their car and gets gas. And if that is you, then you got to check out the Get Upside app. Listeners are making up to 25 cents on every gallon of gas every time they fill up after downloading the Get Upside app. Just download the free app, promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. So that's 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. It's super easy. Use the app. It tells you which gas stations nearby are partners. Fill her up. Cash back on those gallons of gas. It's super simple and a win-win for everybody. Just use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. You cash out anytime you want. Bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. How about this one really quick? Let's finish up the, the, the stuff about the New Orleans Saints who are going to be without Jameis Winston now. Sam Farmer of the LA Times reporting, Philip Rivers tells him that he hasn't heard from the Saints, but would listen. Uh, yeah, Drew Brees that. was the obvious come out of retirement guy. He said that's not going to happen. What about Philip Rivers and the Saints, Matt? It's not the worst thing I ever heard. Dump it to Kamara. You know, run the offense. Pretty good line. You know, he know he's not mobile. I would imagine he'd catch on quick. You know, I mean, it's probably all new verbiage, but still, he's super bright, and uh, maybe he's ready in a couple weeks. It's not the worst thing I ever heard. I thought he played. He far exceeded my expectations last year as a Colt. I thought, man, this is going to be, you know, Joe Namath with the Rams. You know, like this is going to be the something you don't want to remember. And I thought he played quite well. But, well, you know, it's not the worst option I ever heard. If Taysom Hill was fully healthy, then I think that could probably play out okay. For, and by the way, pick up Taysom Hill probably if, if you're having, you know, yeah. let's say Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be your quarterback this week uh, or Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill might be a, a good player to pick up. He's probably still available in a lot of leagues and uh, from fantasy perspective with his ability to run the ball might be valuable in, in Sean Payton's offense, should be. Um, but yeah, the fact that he's hurt. You, you, Clouds thing. And you you have to make a move pretty quick if you're going to do something like that and get that player in and ready to go. And you're the Saints are in such a prime spot to go make the playoffs. I don't know if they can gamble on it. So I think it would be a smart move to do, to bring somebody in, at least have a conversation with them and get the ball rolling there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know what kind of shape Rivers is in, but he's not exactly Cam Newton relying on athleticism back there. I mean, uh, systematically, I think he would fit just fine. Ain't what he used to be, but I don't hate the idea, you know, at least sitting here in, you know, in, in my house in Pittsburgh, I mean, not being close to the scene and, you know, what exactly it would take to get him on the field. Um, I guess Simeon's the guy for now, for this week. I mean, the week's already moving along pretty quick and we haven't got any Hill news. I got to think the second Hill's uh, healthy this week or later, he's going to be on the field a lot. And then how about this Aaron Rodgers thing? I mean... <laughs> 
Jeez. <laughs> this league, this league is nuts. Like it just the, the I was not expecting this story to pop up. Uh, no. Aaron Rodgers, according to multiple reports, has tested positive for COVID, and so he's going into that protocol. But everyone expected that he was vaccinated. Turns out Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated. According to Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo, he said earlier this offseason he had worded it in a way that he was immunized when he was asked about it. And I don't know what that means. He was spending a lot of times, uh, it's a lot of time in some some odd locations and vacationing during the offseason when he was holding out. And it, maybe he found some root in the Himalayas that he thought was going to do the job. Or who knows, maybe he, he had COVID before and and he thought that was going to keep him from giving, getting, it, getting it again. But when you're not vaccinated, then you have to be out for 10 days. So he's done. He is not playing Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. So here you go, Jordan Love. Good luck, Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is going to be on the other side. Here's your first NFL start for the 7-1 and Packers. And, oh, yeah, 10 days means the earliest Rodgers can come back is next Friday, which is the last time you practice and get ready for a week. I'm sure that won't keep him from not playing right. next week unless he has symptoms or something like that. So just an oddball story. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, kind of getting caught. He slyly, the way he put it earlier this offseason, didn't say he was vaccinated, but everyone assumed that's what he meant. And those were the reports. And it turns out he's not. Yeah, I, I guess it's worth noting. I mean, if he has any stumble, this could be two weeks. You know, I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, right. I'm sure he's going to start a week from now, a week from this this game, um, without practice because he's Aaron freaking Rodgers. But you know, we all get robbed of Mahomes versus Rodgers. That doesn't happen very often. That would have been awesome. Mm -hmm. This is clearly a gift for the Chiefs. It's also clearly an opportunity that I'm kind of excited about for Jordan Love. I mean, we've seen very little of this guy. He had no preseason his rookie year, didn't play his rookie year. So very few NFL snaps to, to, to judge him off of. And I think that'll be valuable against a bad Chiefs defense. But, I mean, the Packers, when we talked about AFC power ranks, if we're doing NFC power ranks, if it's not for that crazy week one loss to the Saints, they'd be one in everyone's power ranks. I mean, yep. they'd be undefeated. And so they've won seven in a row without Bakhtiari and Jari, you know, Alexander and Smith and Adams. And there's been one massive stabling force. And that, of course, is Rogers, who's just a total superstar and proves it week after week. I, I think they're a very mediocre team without Rogers. And maybe that's selling love short, but if he's just a, a below average starting quarterback that I expect them to be. I, I think the Packers are not a very good football team. Alexander should be getting close. Uh, there was a story, yeah. I think three weeks ago that said Alexander should be back in a matter of weeks. So, I mean, weeks could be a long time, I guess it could be 52 weeks. Uh, uh, but I was thinking that meant, you know, short term IR back in three weeks. So that's coming up. And so he should, uh, Maybe and he they they thought he avoided a season-ending injury, so we'll see what happens there with with Alexander. But uh, I think he's supposed <laughs> I, to come back. I, I have breaking news. Oh, here we go. More. Okay, what's this one going to be? Right along the theme, Saquon Barkley's weekly rapid test came back positive today, so he is in isolation, awaiting the results of a full retest. And we will see where that leads. But he, the, the blurbs I was getting about Saquon a minute ago was he's practicing this week. We expect him back. Well, he had a positive test today. Uh, Yoy. Now you get, yeah. 
it's hard enough for running backs to get on the field with all the injuries. Now you got to throw <laughs> yeah. COVID on top of it. That was just unfair. Yeah. So Do you think this one. really uh, is the last straw for maybe a Packers team that is counting on Aaron Rodgers and uh, and now this in a, in a big game and and he's not going to be available? Like he's gone, right? Especially if Love shows a little something in this game, he's gone next year. Like no doubt. Like there's some thoughts. Ah, maybe still Rodgers could hang on. Like he's gone, gone. I assume so. I mean, I think they just made a agreement that. We're going to do one more year. I'll give you everything I got, and then I'm moving on. And I am excited to watch Love, but I've I, I, I thought about that a little bit too, and I guess it's a bigger conversation. Of what if the pa- Packers win the Super Bowl and you know Rodgers is MVP again and everyone's happy, jolly? Why wouldn't you consider running it back one more time, you know? And Love looks really bad in his one start or something. Yeah, or I mean, he's not going to look as good as Rodgers. Right, and uh, and they know what he, he looks like in practice well. anyway. Like, we don't know, but uh, the, the, I think the, selling the fan bases, you know, it's it's not a, a zero – it's not a zero in, in, in the sum of all of these things that teams do. And, you know, if Jordan Love looks great in this one game, then he's been great all along and will continue to be great. If he's bad in this game, oh, he's been terrible, bad pick, and he'll always continue to be terrible, right? But they know yeah. what he looks like in practice. They've had him in practice last year. Uh, they've had him in practice this year. But we just don't know because we haven't seen much of him. So that's going to be a, a fascinating team to follow both this week and uh, into the offseason. And uh, they're a good football team. So, Aaron Rodgers, what are you doing, man? You let he he's kind of let his team down with this. I think that's sort of part of it when it comes to uh, the vaccination thing is you can't be unavailable for your team with something that is completely avoidable on your part. I mean, I, I don't think this is a political statement. I mean, it blows me away, frankly, that he's not vaccinated. <laughs> you know, like, very, that was very surprising news today. Yeah, yeah especially Seriously. with the way it had been reported before that he already was, and it turns out he wasn't. So I, right. I, I would like to just know what he meant by the immunized thing. What was that? <laughs> right. What's his version of that? Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. That's that's the, that's the most curious thing. I understand if people, um, you know, have hesitations, but when it comes to the NFL and your league, and, and you know, there's a lot of things you put your body through in the NFL and uh, the, the vaccination is definitely not one of the even if you do, you uh, you think the vaccination is not good for you. It's probably better for you than half the things these guys are putting in their bodies every week to get ready to play. Right. So the NFL is not really the place for worried about that as much. Uh, but I mean, whatever. Uh, a lot of different reasons to his teammates and to a right. multi-billion dollar organization and That's, all the travel. And, you know, I mean, That's like, it. it blows me away. Yeah. How many people out there that are hesitating to be vaccinated? Say, hey, uh, we've got a $10 million contract waiting for you, but you have to be vaccinated to be able to earn this contract because we've got to be able to count on you. I bet a lot of those people would change their minds. I would think. But <laughs> it's, it's not a topic I like discussing or, right. you know, or am well-versed in. I'm here to talk about football, but it blows me away that, oh, and he's not vaccinated. Really? Okay. Quick bit of news that's kind of gone under the radar, uh, staying in the NFC North, Daniel uh, Danielle Hunter out for the season, torn pec. We haven't really talked about that yet, but that's a big loss for that Vikings defense, and they're they're battling for that wild card playoff spot, so that's going to be more difficult for them. He's a huge piece for that defense that they're not going to have again. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't have him a big portion of last year, too. A key contributor for them, a great player whose career all of a sudden has gotten derailed here, you know, over the last, you know, 20 months or whatever. Um, a really rough week for the Vikes. I mean, I think they're going to look back and kick themselves for not beating Dallas, and then you lose Hunter in the process too. It's like, oh, man. I mean, just when that six or seven spot was there for the taking, you kind of shunned it away.
All right. What's going on in the AFC, Matt? Let's, I don't know. Let's I'm... try to make some sense of this AFC power rankings coming up, mid-season power rankings. Let's see if we can figure out which teams are actually good, which teams are actually bad in the AFC. Next. Back and better than ever, betonline.ag and a new web interface for the start of the NBA season. Basketball, college basketball, more props, odds, lines than ever before. Football season is rolling. College football as well. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Congratulations to those Atlanta Braves who are now World Series champions, no longer betting on baseball although there are some futures if you want to get involved in the 2022 baseball season at betonline.ag nhl boxing ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and of course all the tasty nfl lines for upcoming week nine if you want to get in on that action you can at betonline the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports Bet online where the game starts. Built Bar is simply the best tasting protein bar ever. And a whole bunch of new flavors flowing through Built.com. Uh, I like the blueberry muffin, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 6 grams of sugar. They've got the new puff line with strawberry puff, coconut marshmallow puff, and paranormal pumpkin puff, and even a mystery flavor. I don't know what that's all about. I know it's 140 calories, though, and 17 grams of protein and covered in 100% delicious and 100% real chocolate, as are all of the Built Bars. Go with peanut butter, and you will not be disappointed. That is my favorite, but a ton of new flavors coming through BuiltBar.com at all times. Yeah, BuiltBar.com still works, or Built.com if you don't want to type as much. The new URL there, Built.com for Built bars low carb low calorie low fat low sugar high protein all healthy snack a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and you can get 15 percent off your next box of built bars just go to built.com use promo code locked 15 to get that 15 percent off of your order promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right, Matt, how do you want to do this? You want to go 1 to 16? Do you want to go 16 to 1 in the AFC? 16 to 1. 16 to 1. Okay. I, when I was looking at these yesterday, I, I was I was having problems at the bottom and the top, so I don't even know what the heck to think about this. There is a clear line somewhere, but uh, in between those lines is where things get difficult. Inside the tiers is where I'm having some troubles. Who is the worst team in the AFC for you? Houston. I didn't have any hesitation with that. Their offense is so bad. I would say this. This would be my argument. Head-to-head, head, they beat the Jaguars. <laughs> they did. Hard to argue that. <laughs> and the Jets are bad, the, but the they've Jags got two, two wins. For me. I mean, Jacksonville and Houston are the clear 15 and 16. You agree with that. But then here we go. The, the Jaguars beat the Dolphins. So maybe the Dolphins are the worst team. They're pretty bad. They're coming up soon for me. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with so the Jets, Jaguars, Texans, Dolphins. Those are bottom four. Correct. A hundred percent. I put them in this order from worst to first. Though I went Houston sixteen, Jacksonville fifteen. I put the Jets below Miami. Maybe that's wrong. I mean, they have two good wins. 
I still can't believe that the Jets are a good team. Um, but however, so those are my bottom four. And Miami versus Jets was hard for me. I I think Miami's better than the Jets. They haven't necessarily proved that. Me too. But I just, and maybe my, and I think there's bias in this. And I think my preseason bias is maybe still um, of course, yeah. clouding these things. They haven't played I, I think maybe that Mike White game, uh, it might have been a blip against the Bengals, maybe an overrated Bengals team. Oh, gosh, we we heaped so much praise in the Bengals, completely let me down. I picked up I picked up their defense on a fantasy team. Uh, I've got to drop that yeah. defense if you're going to give up forty points or the four hundred passing yards to the Jets and thirty four points. I'm sorry, sorry Bengals defense. We we had one date and uh, and that that's going to be the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I can't argue with you. I mean, consensus. I would I would say maybe Jacksonville because the Houston Texans beat them. Um, and maybe the Jets have looked worse if they wouldn't have won that last game because after that, um, after that Patriots blowout, I, I would have I would have accepted the argument the Jets were the worst. But they've got two wins, and none of the other teams can say that. But I think you got to go Texans if you're if you're going from sixteen up, you're going Texans, Jaguars, Jets, Dolphins. That's what I have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the Dolphins continue to prove to me that maybe they should be below. Maybe all those teams they're they're playing as bad as any of them. They're pretty hideous, yeah. I mean, they show signs of life here and there, and they have better talent than some of these teams, but they're having a terrible year. And they, um, have, they have the second worst differential point differential too. Uh, it, the Texans are by far the worst in the NFL, hundred and minus one hundred and twenty-two. Then it's the Lions. Then it's Miami. Yeah, I mean, it's gone horribly. I mean, without question. I have Denver twelve, and I have them a tier above those four garbage teams. But they're in their own tier. I mean, I don't think that they are a playoff team or a playoff contender. So they're not the bottom four. They're not a contender. I think the other 11 are potential contenders. So I had Denver alone in their own tier. This was tough for me because I don't know where to put the Colts. They're a three and five team. They're 11 for me. They're, they, I, I, I think that's probably the right way to do it. Denver, then the Colts. But I think I would have the Broncos and the Colts in the same tier. I'm still not convinced that contender is the the, the word we should be using with the Colts. Yeah, I, I hesitated to put the line either ahead of the over their name or below their name. But there's a line here. And this isn't a power ranking type of thing. I just think they're still alive in their division, which, you know, usually the way I do this is just how good are you right now? I think they would mop the floor with Denver, though, if they played them 111 times. There's two teams that have sort of climbed out of that tier as well. That's the Patriots and the Steelers. Where do you have those teams right now? Because the Patriots, I would have had maybe 11 or 12 a couple weeks ago, but two convincing wins the last two two games. Yeah, and I have the Patriots at 10. I mean, coincidentally. So I have Denver 12, Indy 11, Pats 10, and... You're right. This this past week was very favorable for them. But, I mean, their other three wins are against Houston and the Jets twice. You know, like, that ain't so great. And I just don't think they're a very talented team. So, I didn't have mm-hmm. a problem having the Pats all the way down at 10. The Chiefs, the Browns. Those teams are 4-4. Four and four. That's the same record as the Denver Broncos, but you have them clearly ahead of them, as would I. That makes sense. But, you know, if you're if you're scoreboard scouting, you look at the Chiefs, who have a negative point differential and have the same record as the Broncos, who have a plus 20 point differential. 
right? So um, how do you how do you filter in those teams when you've got the the four and three Steelers, four and three Chargers, four and four Chiefs, four and four Browns? Frankly, that's why I wanted to do this because I think this is extremely hard because I don't think any of these teams are really good that you just mentioned. You know, uh, the difference between three and ten they're all the same to me. They all have big warts. I mean, they're noticeable problems. So I mentioned I had Indy at 11. I had the Pats at 10. I think Cleveland's in a really bad spot right now. I have them nine. Their passing game is a big problem. I think their quarterback is an issue. And then I had the Steelers at eight. This is why I think it's even more difficult than you laid out because I would put all the way from one to 10 that I don't, Mm. I don't have any, and essentially like, Titans Colts, right? That's the Titans right, right now are the one seed and the Colts. I said, I don't even know if they're contenders, but I'm not that confident that the Colts are going to beat the the Titans. Right. So th- that's, that's just, that's where I'm having a problem is just because I think I know, but when I think I know these teams uh, show me the opposite of what I'm expecting and we can't count off the Kansas city chiefs either. Like they could be, they could still win the super bowl and I wouldn't be super shocked about it. And they're four and four. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think the order we're putting them in right now has to be the order, but man, uh, it's getting more and more difficult to, to pick those nits with teams. And, and then there's the Steelers who I had lower than most of these teams. And then in three weeks, I don't know. Will will they beat some bad teams and be too high, and then we'll have to put them back down again? Like, is that just what we have to do because you earn what you earn with power rankings? Yeah, I mean, it's a total jumbled mess. I mean, you mentioned Tennessee; their resume is really strong, and I would probably have them three, maybe two, with Henry. But he's so important to them. I have Tennessee at seven. I just don't think they're very good anymore. <laughs> Okay, yeah, because that was sort of going to be my argument here is I'll take Mahomes and the I'll, I'll take a healthy Mahomes and how bad the Chiefs are right now than the Titans at six and two without Henry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, I have not come close to naming the Chiefs yet. Right, I think they're <laughs> I've noticed they're not in your list yet. Wait, uh, so Cleveland was nine. You said Titans were seven. So who was eight? Steelers. Okay, Steelers were eight. I mean, they can't go much higher than that for the Steelers. I yeah, mean, they're very fragile. Because that offense, the quarterback is, you know, uh, oh, not a strength at all. And they're going to have to play close games. Um, I just think Cleveland's in a worse spot than them. But, again, I mean, these teams we haven't mentioned aren't that impressive. Right. So you have the Titans at seven at Williamson yeah. NFL, by the way, for Titans fans that want to <laughs> uh, have a conversation with him. So next this up. This isn't an award till now. It's how good you are right this minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, now we have Chargers Bengals. Next up for you? I have Vegas at six because okay. everyone knows I hate the Raiders. Right. Yep. Of course. You've been added um, at Williamson NFL. They, they've probably already found you there. Raiders yep. fans have. I have Cincinnati at five. They just lost to the Jets. And by the way, Titan fans, you, don't forget you lost to the Jets too. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. You know what? Are... That's interesting. <laughs> you know, let's the Jets' that. resume is not that bad. They've had right. awful losses, but a couple of pretty good wins. And. If you're like the Bengals, I would have bought the argument like they they were feeling themselves. And it was like, hey, man, maybe we should be talking about this team as the one seed in the AFC being disrespected. Uh, Sorry, you you can't have that argument anymore now. No, no, absolutely. I mean, and again, there's a little bit of preseason, you know, bias here against Cincinnati, too. You know, that I don't know if they're as talented as some of these teams and I didn't see them as a contender before. 
But I have it four in the AFC. That's pretty good, you know, considering he's lost to the Jets. And let's see. I've, I already got lost to where we're at here. So the Vegas is six. Who's five? Cincy. Five was Cincinnati. Okay. So that means four is the Chargers? Four is the Chargers. Okay. So Chargers at four and three ahead of the five and three Bengals and the six and two Titans and the five and two Raiders. And here's the thing is I'm a big fan of the Chargers too, but uh, I'm starting to back off of that. The last few weeks worried me a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. And they didn't do anything at the deadline to fix that problem either. Terrible run defense. I mean, probably the worst in the league. And yeah, I do think that the Ravens and Patriots are very bad matchups for the Chargers. But that's three quarters of a month with the buy in between where they haven't done anything to you know go up in the power ranks, you know. So uh, I think that's where they belong. And again, all these teams have warts. Brings me to Kansas City at three. I think Kansas City is just a slightly above average football team right now. But if they play the Bengals 11 times, they're favored. If they play the Chargers right to second, they're probably favored. Vegas, Tennessee, you know, they're favored against those teams, don't you think, in a neutral site right now? Yes. I, because they're the Chiefs. Now that you mention it, I'm looking at resumes, and <laughs> you could make the argument that the Jets have a better resume than the Chargers and the Chiefs. The The Jets' two wins are against the Bengals and the Titans, who have a combined, uh, what, 10 wins? No, a combined 12 wins right now. More than that, yeah, right. Kansas City has beaten the Giants, Washington, the Eagles, and the Browns. They've beaten yeah. one team that... They've beaten zero teams that are above 500, the Kansas City Chiefs. Zero. On the yeah, season. I mean, their losses don't look bad either. Their losses were against good teams. Right. But, I mean, they turn them all over left and right. I and mean, they've they lost all those games. Right, right, right. I still have them three because Pat Mahomes still plays with the Chiefs, but... They're not close to the same. And if you told me you had them eight, I'd say, I get it. And the the Chargers' resume looks worse and worse because, again, they've lost to a yeah. lot of good teams. At least they've beaten a couple of good teams. But you thought the Chiefs' win was huge. But now the Chiefs, as we just mentioned, haven't beaten anybody either. So maybe that Chiefs' win isn't as good for them. And their other wins are Washington than they have beaten the Browns and the Raiders, which is uh, one team, at least, they've beaten that's above 500. But their resume is a little shakier than uh, than it looked at the beginning of the year when they knocked off the Chiefs. Yes, and, and therefore, I think people probably figured out, you know, I have Buffalo 1, I have Baltimore 2. A week ago, Baltimore would not have been 2, and I think Baltimore has a lot of issues, too. I mean, their running backs stink, their offensive line is bad, their defense isn't where it used to be, and frankly, they're 2 just because all these other teams, you know, the resume got worse while the, the Ravens were on a bye. They just didn't screw anything up this week. How about the Bills? They've beaten the Dolphins, Washington, Texans, Dolphins again, and the Chiefs. Zero teams over 500 that the Bills have beat, too. And they've right. got the Jaguars and Jets coming up. So the, the Bills are going to be sitting here in a couple of weeks as uh, the top team in the AFC and the one seed and everybody's number one power ranking, and they still haven't beaten anybody. They have, I think it's according to Football Outsiders, the easiest schedule remaining, and they had like the third easiest schedule until now. I mean, so yeah, I have them won, but where are the challenges up till now, as you mentioned? You know, here's what they have left 
at Jacksonville, at the Jets, Colts at home, at New Orleans without Michael Thomas or a quarterback, New England at home, at Tampa, okay, Carolina, at New England, that could be tough. And then they finish with Atlanta and the Jets. Like, wait, two more losses if things don't go well? Yep, Bills are going to have the one seed in the AFC, right? Easily. Yep. And I don't know that they're as good as the Rams, Cowboys, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks. you know. I'm not even sure they're on that tier. Right. The, the more I look at things, the more convinced uh, that the Super Bowl champions coming out of the NFC. Like, the, they just look like such a stronger conference at the top right now. Because- yeah. I, I mean, I think the Saints would be my sixth team in the NFC. And even without a quarterback or Michael Thomas, they might be third on this list. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. They, they would be they would be in the conversation with all of those teams in the in the Absolutely. AFC. Right. And they have problems. We don't even know who their quarterback is. They've beaten the the Saints have beaten the I Packers. Beat Rivers. The Saints beat the Packers, beat the Patriots, beat the Seahawks. That was that was without Russell Wilson though. And they beat the Buccaneers. Yeah. So much better resume than any of those teams we've talked about so far. No doubt. I mean, their body of work until now is better than everyone in the AFC, maybe including Buffalo. It's going to get very interesting. I think maybe the Raiders deserve a little bit more, but I know you are a noted Raiders hater, so I'd probably bump (laughs) them up. I think they just deserve to be ahead of the Chiefs. I don't know that I would necessarily say that they would beat the Chiefs tomorrow, but where they should be in power rankings, what they have achieved, I would put them ahead. Uh, and maybe I'd put the Titans a little bit higher too. And I, I'm, it's it's more like a, a father's disappointment when it comes to the Chargers because I want to have them higher because I believe they're good. But I'm so disappointed in them. I'm like, you know what? Go clean your room. You're you're going to be yeah. ranked seventh for me right now. Right. And hopefully you learn your lesson and you grow up to be a strong young man and to be te- we raise you right. And you know it's funny. Um, people accuse us of being being homers, but I think we've both been down on the teams that we actually cover. And you've got me so convinced that the Steelers are bad, I can't believe in them as an above 500 team right now in a, in a playoff team. But maybe I should uh, just... I mean, they might be the seventh seed. Yeah. I mean, I think they're an average football team that's figuring it out and is well coached. But it's a transition year. Um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, I had something smart to say. I forget what the heck it was. About who? Oh, yeah. Just to show people my process, and I urged everyone out there to do this. What I did was I power ranked each division so you could break them down into fours. You know, like I went uh, Tennessee in the Jacksonville Houston. So I could just pluck one off the top. You know, like you only have four choices when you're doing the overall power ranks then. Okay. You pick one out of these four divisions. So if you power rank, if you break them into subsets and I broke down the AFC West and originally I went Vegas one chargers two, KC three Denver four. And my final answer, I just couldn't put Vegas or the chargers over Kansas city. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. I'm looking at these point differentials too, and I think the one thing you could say about the Bills to maybe hang your hat on, I think I think I might put Ravens over the Bills right now for wow. one and two, and then I'd have probably Raiders, Titans after that, um, then you know, Chargers, Chiefs, then Bengals. That's that's the order I'd put them in. But okay. the one thing the Bills are doing, even though they haven't had the, the most difficult schedule, is they're beating the heck out of the teams they should beat up on for the most part. They've got that's a plus one twenty point differential right now, which is uh, awesome. which is best in the league. So yeah. Close losses, right. huge wins. Yes. That's a big football outsiders thing, too, since the creation of football outsiders, is they'll tell you the truly great teams blow out bad teams. 
Fun stuff. We went a little over time, but uh, there was a lot to cover on today's show. We did not hit any questions. Uh, we're we're going to have to hit some tomorrow because I like talking with the listeners. So keep those questions coming in at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL. I'm sure some of you AFC fans are mad at, at Matt and I right now about uh, how we ranked your teams midseason here in the AFC power rankings. Maybe we'll do NFC next week. Uh, I think it's a little bit easier in, in a lot easier. of cases there. As we start to preview week nine, thanks for making us your first listen every day right here, Peacock and Williamson.